Alright, three, two, one. Luke Datema, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. It's good to be here. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. I appreciate you uh, driving all the way down to Grand Rapids from the the uh, the winter wonderland of Gaylord. <laughs> yeah, we started to have snow, I think, two days ago now. It snowed enough, already? Yes, there's enough snow to be on the grass and across a few windshields. And good hell. I don't miss that, I, dude. I don't either, but I'm still in it, so it's... um. I don't know. I don't mind it. I think I think it's the in between that I don't like the most. Yeah. I mean, either give me you know the full winter experience or have none of it. Yeah. Have it be eighty degrees. Yeah. So. The sleet and the slush is the the worst part of it. I don't think we've been. I think. Oh, I would say I remember the first year I moved down here. Uh, we're from Grand Rapids, and um, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Gaylord's a beautiful area. Northern Michigan's beautiful, and then we had Halloween. And we got like a foot of snow on Halloween. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what it is. This is not what I signed and up. I think for. it snowed on Halloween every single year since. That's so. unfortunate. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. But but yeah, it's I don't know. You just gotta like I said. Once he gets into the full winter groove, you gotta you gotta take up snowmobiling. You gotta take up skiing. You gotta take up winter activities. You're gonna go insane. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So. Oh man, the Lions have a uh, seven nothing lead on the Jacksonville Jaguars oh, right now. Oh my goodness! So, yes. Yeah, I'm getting this uh, this NFL page pulled up so I can kind of have it in the corner of my eye. I got a lot of money bet this week on, on the games. Lions. Fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I hate the Lions. I know, I know you do. I've listened to a few past episodes, and you uh, you've never given the Lions too much love. No, no, no love for the Lions. I just <laughs> I think they're they're a garbage football team. They're a great uh, three quarter football team i will say that i they just don't they don't win games no i know can't that's what it, you know, can't first win, three quarters can't win i wish it was like the like the the last three quarters they, they have found uh they have they have found ungodly ways to lose football games oh yeah if throughout the years i'm just i'm done with it like i can't emotion i there i give lions fans props for being as emotionally like how to handle that emotionally maybe they're just all alcoholics are you an alcoholic uh no not yet okay not yet um <laughs> i don't understand how you could just go through that kind of emotional abuse every week well i think i think actually i totally forgot they were even playing them today so it's you gotta learn to let go yeah for sure well, they had a bye week last week. Um, they did, yep. And that was probably the most emotionally stable Sunday I've had in a long time. Probably. But you didn't hear? <laughs> What's that? You didn't hear? They lost on the bye the week. The bye week won yeah, yeah, 21 I knew, I knew that was coming. No. Um, <laughs> like I said, I totally forgot they were even, you know, it was even Sunday and they were playing. And I think as Lions fans, you can be fans, but you have to kind of separate. Uh, I, I used to get so into it, and I know my dad does too. For sure. Um, where you. You know, you get up Sunday morning, you go to church, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to watch the Lions. That's all yep. I'm going to do. And every time, you're, you're just beat down. Yeah. Even when they win, you always feel that, like, oh, this is this is fine. Mm-hmm. But you know this this feeling won't last long. Um, so I think I've learned to kind of – that bye, bye, bye week was good. Um, and then you just – Learn to kind of separate your emotions. I don't get emotionally involved in sports nearly as much as I used to because yeah. um, being a Detroit sports fan in general leaves you with a lot of emotional damage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I I'm a I'm a fan of the sport, and I I kind of switch from rooting and I and I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are mm-hmm. my team. Now, Patrick Mahomes is insane. He's a, he's a stud. I love watching him. Yeah, and um, and that's mostly due to my grandpa. Mm-hmm. I kind of went that direction, but I've been doing like I, last few years. I've done the fantasy football thing. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm not doing fantasy, but I'm I, every week I pick five games against the spread. So I hammered the Chiefs to win the the Super Bowl uh, okay. last year, and then I yep. hammered them to beat the Texans. Um, so I, I won those two, and I and I won big. Um, and then my first bet this year it was I was like, oh, this is this is a lock. Like the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers and cover, and they beat the Chargers, but n- did not cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm like, God dang it! <laughs> no, I mean the betting's fun when you win. Yeah. Um, how did you How did you get into doing, um, like doing what you're doing? Well, it all kind of happened. I wouldn't say by accident, but um. 
I was working at the university center. I was working front desk there. I just graduated from Cornerstone University out of Grand Rapids, majoring in communications and minoring in audio production. Then I went back home to Gaylord, which um, isn't the best town for majoring in communications and minoring in audio production. Fair enough. And I got a part-time job at um, Promise FM Radio. And that was super part time. wasn't enough for me to go, you know, live off of it by any right. means. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Then I got um, my job back at the university center as a um, tech support or front desk. Uh, depends what you want to call it. Right. Um, and I was comfortable. I was just doing the day in day out, but um, while I was sitting at my desk, I think my uncle contacted me, and he knew I was good with computers and familiar with computers and he's like can you build a website and i'm like yeah no i couldn't like (laughs) (laughs) i said yes because you know i was i was gonna at least give it a shot and with that um i created the website it went well i mean it was it went well for someone that has never created one before Mm -hmm. and um from there it just kind of spread like oh he's like all of a sudden you know like when you fix your wireless like your router uh-huh. or you fix your parents wireless router and um, they think you're a genius yeah, they think you're a tech <laughs> god or like you like you reinstall like an update on a computer and then they start telling all their friends that you do computer work like or yeah this basic stuff like that and then he went out and he's like, yeah, my my nephew is a web designer. And I'm oh like, <laughs> and like, I appreciate it now. And it, I had like, who would have thought that that sparked a, a business? Yeah, no, like it's, it's exactly that, like that parent stereotype where you do one minor thing and fix something that's super minor. And then they go out and they tell their friends that you, their son's a genius. Just that's awesome. Absolute genius. That's awesome. So I did that. And then I think I got like, two or three more website jobs and then it just kind of it grew from there and it's up to about 50 to 55 websites now which okay. is awesome and i i wanted it to be a real business but i didn't know how to do anything business i didn't know anything about llc's i didn't know anything anything in general about running a business right so i was like oh well i'm producing media and my last name's datama like <laughs> i guess i'm just gonna put these two together datama media yeah and then all right um, I'm going to turn that into the uh, um, Michigan.gov website for LLC. Yep. And I am legal now. I can make money and not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, and honestly, like sitting there designing websites, is that my passion? No. Yeah. It's boring. It's it's boring talking about it. Yeah. It's not a thrilling experience. It's, it's cool to see people um, be happy. You know, building other people's businesses is, is super fulfilling, but I was very, I was bored with it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I sit there in front of a computer and I drag and drop and write things. I'm, it's boring. It's boring. It's something that is boring to do. So I was like, well, what's something exciting? And that is where the whole drone photography and drone videography came in is something that got me outside, especially in the summer and Gaylord, you don't get, you get three, four months of great summer weather yep best in the world but i I would not trade anything for northern michigan summer i love it or just michigan summer in general yep absolutely beautiful and it pained me so much to sit inside and design websites like that's so boring yeah (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm. care how much money i make it's boring yeah and um it's like i gotta get something that gets gets me outside and a lot of these clients um the website clients they didn't have a lot of content not a lot of pictures sure it's like i gotta get out and i gotta do something outside so yeah. i started doing photography so what was your effort. first drone that you bought it's a mavic pro okay. i guess i had a lot of other walmart drones that i smashed into the sure. first yeah just to see if i could do it destroyed a lot of drones on the pavement still do by the way oh yeah yeah thank you thank you <laughs> you just graduated to the more expensive yeah, yeah, ones no, it's when you buy a 25 dollar one and smash it into the pavement you're like that's funny and then <laughs> you watch a thousand dollar one go into the pavement you're like that's actually still kind of funny, but it hurts a lot more. <laughs> like that was pretty sick. At least I was recording. Oh man! But um, no, it's it's been a lot of fun to do that, and it's gotten me. I do trips up into the UP and just um, across northern Michigan and, and the lower parts of Michigan, and, and seeing it from that perspective. It, it, Michigan's such a beautiful state. And it is. I love my, my dream is to go out west with it someday. I want to see um, 
I want to see out west. I want to go down south. I, I want to see the world with it. Like for sure. There's no people ask me like, where do you want to go? I want to go everywhere. Yeah, I can. And you eventually, can eventually. Yes. Yeah. The whole videography and being creative with that. You can be creative with a website, but you're still in a box. It's mm-hmm. still a website. You're still sitting there in an office staring at a screen. And when it's 80 degrees in northern Michigan and it's sunny and you're sitting there designing a website, it's like, I mean, your brain. Now you've kind of shifted from, you know, this kind of being just kind of a goofy idea thing that you did for a family member. Now it's kind of turned into a, it's turned into a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's turned into a full-time real thing. And that's exciting and terrifying at the same time. For sure. Because I eventually quit my job at the university center. And I mean, it it was a minimum wage job. I yeah, was, for I was sure. Part-time. I yeah. wasn't going to be there forever. And I was like, I got to take this jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and not many people, especially in Northern Michigan are my age and do media stuff yeah i mean so i was i don't think i was successful because i was the best at it and maybe i was but i was the only at it yeah so, <laughs> so you kind of like, cornered the market exactly i was a monopoly i got it all but, yeah um no there's other people that are always going to do the website design yeah. stuff but um but yeah you were one of you're actually uh behind the scenes one of the ogs behind this podcast so i'm proud yeah. proud to be a part of it checks in the mail yeah. just kidding <laughs> no, no it's not no, no it's, it's not. not not yet <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, Datum and Media, uh, do you have, is it datumandmedia.com? Yep, okay. datumandmedia.com, and then you can actually check me out on Facebook. That's where I post a lot of the reoccurring content. Yeah, so. absolutely. A lot of really cool drone videos. Yeah, thank you. And um, just, you, ha- you have a knack for um, capturing things that um, I think a lot of people might take for granted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the... That you do a lot of like nature shoots, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. you'll go out to a, a random lake out in the pigeon mm-hmm. or. And that's um, the funny thing. Always in in the comments on my Facebook posts, they're like, "Oh my gosh, where is this? Yeah, this is unbelievable. Like this it's is like twenty so minutes cool. from yeah, where they I'm live. I'm like, uh, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in your house. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, they're always like, "Oh my gosh, where in the world are you getting these pictures from?" I'm like. I think most of the pictures that I post on my page are within, I'd say, 45 minutes of Gaylord. Yeah. And so you can visit these. You need a good, nice day. Go out there, visit it for yourself. So that's why I always tell people, I don't ever travel super far for all these pictures and videos. They're right there. And like you said, they take it for granted. It's just, we pass by it every day. And of course, not from that perspective. Uh, the drone's perspective is always going to be much bigger than what we can see. Yep. That's the whole point. But um it's all there and you gotta you gotta experience it while you can especially in the summer and winter has its own beauty in it too i love going out to take winter pictures and um that's what i'm taking pictures of I'm yeah not, i'm not photoshopping anything it's all there yeah that's why every day and you this was this was probably the coolest thing and i don't know if this was your like i made it moment but and maybe it was maybe it was i don't know but you had a a major um nationally syndicated news network pick yes, up some of your footage that was pretty cool that what was, was that this, like that was really cool i got home from church on sunday and i'm sitting there actually getting ready to watch the lines as i do every sunday yep and watch them lose watch them lose. i think they did lose that day probably i won this day though <laughs> i will say that uh, i didn't even care about the lines after this happened but anyways one o'clock uh, some guy named muhammad texts me on facebook messenger I'm like, okay, this is legit. Like, I'm not trying to be like stereotypical, you know, know, racist or anything, but you know, that is the most standardized name from the Middle East. It just is. And he's like, hey, I saw your, it was footage of Torch Lake on the 4th of July, which I knew was going to be a hot subject. And it always is every year. There's big parties on Torch Lake. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm sure the residents hate it because a lot of those people aren't from torch lake they're from downstate or maybe not even in the state yep um but especially with this year's uh covid outbreak i knew um it was gonna be a hot topic because uh, you know was the party gonna happen are they gonna social distance uh, you know what yeah how is this gonna change it and i was like i gotta be there yeah and it's about for an sure. hour from my house so i drove out there um took the footage posted it on facebook and it blew up yeah oh like, yeah it got thousands and thousands well, of views viral and, would you say um, not quite a, viral. There but. was a 
there was a 360 photo that I took, and actually the video that I took wasn't the super viral one. That only got a few thousand views, but the um, picture, the 360 picture I took, that got close to I think 600,000 people saw it. Oh wow! On Facebook, that's which is awesome. Awesome. So then this guy named Muhammad texts me out of nowhere, and he says he's from NBC News, and I'm like. Okay, bud. All like, right. That's, yeah. That's cute. I'm yeah. from Gaylord. There's <laughs> not very many people here. This stuff doesn't happen to little businesses like this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play along because I can. Yeah. Lazy Sunday. I'm going to play along. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like challenging him. I'm like this big tough guy. I'm like, well, show me your credentials. I'm like, show me this, show me that. And he responds with his Twitter page, which is verified. And I'm like slowly like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay, maybe I'm being stupid. By <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to throw this away. I don't want to act like a jerk. Yeah, for sure. Some, I get a lot of spam. Just, yeah, for sure. Anytime but, you're public yeah, yeah, I mean, doing there's, anything I get, like, on so the internet. I get so many spam calls, so many messages, so many just just nonsense. Yeah. I think Facebook and Instagram have that kind of issue to begin with. Yep. You either say like a little smart remark or you just delete it. Yep. I was very close to just deleting it. Mm-hmm. And... He starts showing me his credentials. He shows me his LinkedIn profile. I think his Twitter page. All that was verified. I'm like, all right, well, you know, this has been cute. I will send you my email. Okay. And I went downstairs and I played Mario Kart with my brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are sharp. I, yeah, I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. This is stupid. This is a waste of my time. And I'm playing Mario Kart and I get an email from NBC Nightly News. Like mm-hmm. the nightly news, not, okay. not the local. No, like out of New York. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, you know, we're from NBC Nightly News. We'd really like to use your footage for tonight's um, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. I went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> did you okay. know who Lester Holt is? Oh yeah, I watched okay. that. I watch it. It's, okay, I've watched that. You know, growing up, I think everybody's seen it and knows. You know, the late night news yeah, on NBC, sure. and. I was like, okay, wow, um, I'm dumb, first of all. <laughs> sorry, Muhammad. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, Muhammad, I'm such a jerk. Like, <laughs> and, and so we had some forms to go back and forth, and they, you know, there's payment involved, and I was um, able to put, you know, routing number and all that kind of stuff. It was very, you know, very legal. They want to do it right. Yep. Don't want to get busted for copyright. Yep. And um, they're like, all right, well, awesome, we'll – we don't know if it's going to show tonight and we just want it in our reel. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm not going to go all hype on Facebook and be like, all right, I'm going to be on the nightly news. And then everybody tunes and then, in. And... Yeah. Then uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. And so I told my grandparents and my grandma even stayed home from church at night to watch the news, wow. which is like, that's, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. Yep. And I told a few friends, did not make a huge deal about it because I don't think I I still didn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And we're watching; it's like twenty minutes in the show, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, okay, cool opportunity, mm-hmm. but a little bummed. Um, you know, at the beginning of the day, I would have never imagined this happening that they'd even contact. Yeah, me. yeah. And they're talking about how it was right where Corona kind of got. Um, the numbers went back up, and in Florida had a really bad outbreak again because yep. they were let back at the beaches. Arizona had a very bad breakout. I mean, people were being social again. And then they shifted to Michigan. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Here it is. Here it comes. Yeah. And they showed like some cell phone footage beforehand. I'm like, oh, they chose somebody else. Uh-huh. Dang it. And then it showed my drone footage going over Torch Lake and it had my name up in the upper right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, <gasps> the whole like we were down in the base my family and I were down in the basement yeah. last year and it was awesome like, that's something I'll never forget and it was only on there for like five six seconds but like to go from just screwing around smacking drones off the pavement which I did like I went through probably four drones before I bought a really expensive one I had, I crashed so many of them I didn't yeah. know what I was doing <laughs> still don't still I act like I do I at least gave him the confidence to act like I know what I'm doing yeah but from going like the little Walmart drones to being on the nightly news. Um, I mean, my, and right at that time, that month was so tough for my business because it's not a necessity and marketing right now is very tough because yeah. at, especially at that time it was June, well, July, obviously yep. um, for the 4th of July, but that June and July month were so tough for me because that was where 
we were just opening back up and a lot of places really weren't even open yet, especially in northern Michigan. Yeah. And nobody's going to pay for a website right now. Sure. They still aren't. Um, nobody's going to pay for marketing material because they don't know if they're going to stay open. So mm-hmm. that was a really tough time. And I, I kind of just, I had a lot of doubting moments. Like, Is this I really doing? what I should be doing? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was praying about it. Like, just thinking about it always. Like, I was sitting in my office and I'd have nothing. Like, no one contacted me. I didn't really have any emails. Nobody was open. Yeah. I mean, all the restaurants up north were closed for a while. And even when they reopened, the first thing they're going to do, I mean, it's not going to be contact loot. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm the first one to get cut yeah. from anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the way my business is. I'm not a necessity. I'm a cool thing that people can do when they have a little extra money. For sure. And well, in a certain way, I would push back on that a little bit mm-hmm. and say that we, you know, we're in the we're in 2020 mm-hmm. and it I feel like if your business does not have a presence online, you're you better be you better be the best of the best and have very good word mm-hmm. of mouth advertising. Well, that's what it is in northern Michigan in the first place, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. Or or if you don't have that and you're new and upcoming, somebody that's, you know, going to take, you know, because people don't go out to eat all the time mm-hmm. if you're a restaurant. It's, it's really expensive. And if I'm going out to eat, I and cuz it's not I don't do it all the time. I want to have faith that I'm going to have a good experience mm-hmm. there with food, service and all that stuff. And it's very seldom that I take a chance on a restaurant that doesn't that I can't go online and see their menu and see their website mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Well, that's the first impression now in 2020. Exactly. Exactly. And I think if you're passing through a new town, that's the biggest thing. And I think with uh, you know, studying the analytics of it, it's a lot of people that are passing through town and Google restaurants near me because yep. a lot of Gaylord is tourists yep. and a lot of Northern Michigan in general, tourists. Yeah. Well, Gaylord so, especially being the, the M32 I-75 intersection that it is. Thousands yep. of people. Thousands of cars that go through there every day. Yep. So. And that's the online presence. And I'm trying to kind of... Um, I think one of my main goals is trying to have owners of restaurants and businesses in general be aware of that. Yeah. That people are going to Google ne- restaurants near me and For you sure. need to look good. Yep. And I think we've you know come a long way with that. Yeah. But also when there's Corona and also when you guys aren't open, they're not going to be paying. You know, I, like, I still will be the first one to get cut. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. It is what it is. Yep. yep. So like I was saying back then, that uh, that June July area, I was really contemplating stopping or quitting yeah. or finding. I've had job offers from film agencies or film companies or marketing companies. I could take a entry level job, you know, thirty five forty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not up north, but I could find a place. I was talking with a company in Grand Rapids actually, yep. and I could take that and be safe. Would I lose all my creativity? Um, probably I'd lose a lot of it yeah and I'd lose the ability to do what I want when I want mm-hmm. um, I lose a little, your freedom lose yeah I love being creative whether it's in photography videography or website design I love kind of pushing the envelope on creativity and, and doing things that people didn't think of and if I work for an agency I could do that but not as well within their you can do they want you to be yeah. creative in within their, their guidelines yeah. yep. in their box mm-hmm. but money <laughs> right <laughs> like i mean it's a steady paycheck and people like that and so i was praying about it so much and just doubting myself so much and then i get this anonymous message from muhammad <laughs> muhammad came in the clutch <laughs> man. he did like i bashed him at first but man that that right there i mean i don't know i don't think there is a bigger public news um session like the six thirty. It's 6.30 to 7 o'clock, Nightly News with Lester Holt is the most watched nightly news program in America. Cool. I didn't know that. So, I believe it is. I'm maybe making that okay. up to make myself feel better. But <laughs> it is one of Sounds the most better. viewed. Yeah. And, I, like, what more What more of a confidence boost do I need? Like, what more of a sign do I need? Yeah. Um, that came out of – it literally came out of nowhere. I knew the Torch Lake thing was going to be controversial, that's why I did it. Yeah. Stirring the pot. I love stirring the pot. Yes, you do. So, <laughs> if I can get things that are controversial and people are going to talk about it, um, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. How do you feel that um, that you're? I guess you, you're just a you're a unopinion un, unopinionated third party when you're just sending foot drone footage to NBC. You're just like, yeah, well, I'm that just, is. Uh, 
but like how, how did you because nbc was using that footage to bash the the people that w- were partying mm-hmm. at torch lake how did you feel about your content being used for that narrative um that was a little you know i didn't want my footage to be negative the re- one of the main reasons i do this um especially the photography and videography stuff is to have a completely bias-free opinion i'm so sick of seeing you know political stuff on facebook yeah. i want people to go scroll down and see a picture of a lake and go wow that's a nice lake and then the and next post would be like i hate trump blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no you know I'm a, I'm a religious person yep but the content i have has no religious connection yep and i guess some of it has i've done a lot of work for churches i think people understand that but i'm not going to push i'm not sure. going to push it yeah um i want my content to be for everyone mm-hmm. and so seeing that um you know kind of be pushed as a negative towards covid and seeing that like covid was the last disease i'd be worried about <laughs> like, <laughs> right. i think a lot of people the next day got tested for other stuff <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't covid they were yeah. uh, the covid test came back negative but i think a lot of them came back positive so that's funny um i think that's every year there though yeah but i get it i mean i'm not disagreeing with nbc i i think if someone were to have covid and they went to this party that would be a not smart move. Sure. Because they were very close. And like I said, other diseases were probably <laughs> a little more prominent. So <laughs> That's funny. But that's one thing that I um that it is a policy that I put in place for myself. Mm-hmm. I like to post lots of things on social media yep. and I and I don't shy away from political things. Mm-hmm. I like to try to come at it from a humorous standpoint most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't engage in comments threads. Yeah. If I, I'll I'll go in if I post something and somebody comments on it, like like looking for a response, I don't respond. Mm-hmm. And if I comment on somebody else's thing and they respond to me, I, I'm not going to respond to it. It's just mm-hmm. it's there's not worth it. It, it. You can put so many people put so much mental energy into their Facebook conversations. Yeah. It's absurd. And, well, and, and arguments in general, there's so much there's so much energy in arguing. Like I, I just don't have the energy. I guess as part of it, I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> the, the, the keyboard warriors out there, like you're not going to change anybody's mind. Like there were, there, there have been zero minds changed on the Facebook comment thread. No, not at all. And it just, it, it, most of these people that are arguing on social media don't have the balls to have a conversation with somebody not that doesn't disagree with them exactly. in, in person. It's on both um, sides too. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's depends what side you're on. You know, in the in the craziest thing is, so I had a maybe it's because I didn't publish this episode yet, um, but I I made I made a comment on one of my podcasts that I, I was interviewing somebody who worked um, on the Trump campaign mm-hmm. and and I did a podcast with them. I was like, hey, by the way, if anybody who works for the DNC or maybe who's just a you know left leaning person with strong political beliefs mm-hmm. you want to come on the show like my email's rutkowskipod at gmail.com mm-hmm. like shoot me an email we'll make exactly. it happen yeah, no, leave i'm it, not leave i'm not afraid to, to have those conversations mm-hmm. with people if we can have a conversation about the issues and you don't want to attack me personally for having a certain mm-hmm. belief system yeah, because you wouldn't do it to them. Yeah, I wouldn't do it to them. I'm not going to say, "Oh, Luke, you're you're an idiot because you're going to vote for Biden." Mm-hmm. I want to know why you're going to vote. For, I'm not saying you, you're going to do that, but yeah, like, like if 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 somebody was going to do that, I would I would I would ask questions along the lines of, "Well, what policies has he put in place mm-hmm. um, in the last 47 years of him being with public office? Do you agree mm-hmm. with? What do you think? Um, you know." He's 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 running on, you know, what he is going to do, which everybody does when they mm-hmm. run for president. But um, have you have you maybe gone and looked at what he's done in the past mm-hmm. um, since he's been in government? Like those are the types of questions that I would ask. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's just so much uh, discourse today because of um, I think social media has a lot to do with it, and that's that's the main thing with my page is. I want an escape from that. Yeah. That's good the content that I have. I don't post a lot of, like, on my Facebook page, I don't post a lot that I do websites as much as I should. I mean, but it's boring. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm socially aware enough to know that it's boring. Yeah. People don't want to hear about the websites I've done. It's mm-hmm. boring content. Yeah. I would much rather show 
you know, nature and the beautiful stuff that Michigan has to offer. And I don't want a political connection to it. I want people that um, are sick of the arguing and sick of social media to see my posts and have it be an escape for them. Yeah. And uh, if you struggle with anxiety and depression and, and, you know, I've, I'm an anxious person too. I've struggled with that my whole life. And I want people to, for that little bit, that's my goal. And everything that I do, especially the drone stuff, because it's very beautiful. Yeah. As the, the main goal is for people to escape just for two minutes. How has the drone stuff that you do kind of helped you personally cope with some of that anxiety stuff? Um, it's very freeing to me. I think just being creative in general. I don't think it was exactly the drone, the drone stuff, mm-hmm. but it's creating videos that um, try to, you know, just push peace. I think I've even watched like some of my own videos back. I'm like, wow, that was okay. That was really peaceful. That mm-hmm. was really cool. And I I spent so many hours on YouTube watching other people's um, videography and and photography and their their drone stuff. And I there's just a, such a piece to it. And like like I've said, that's that's the main thing is just um, kind of separating yourself from the political side of the world. Yeah. And and you know get outside. If you go outside, put down social media for a while. You hang out by a lake, hang out with your friends, you suddenly realize that a lot of stuff matters. Yeah. And you just, I can hang with people that completely disagree with my religious beliefs, completely disagree with my political beliefs, but we're all having a good time outside. <laughs> and it's just, that's what I've always, always wanted to push. And that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Exactly. No, I... I think a lot, actually, a lot of my close friends are exact opposite of me uh, when it comes to religious and political beliefs, and that doesn't change who I am. And I'm not going to just, you know, push that on them all the time. I want to just have a good time. Yeah, I say this all the time, but if we all had the same religious and political beliefs, uh, we would be living in North Korea because they do have that. Well, they're forced to, and they're forced to. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it's wonderful, wonderful communism, Mm -hmm. and um, you know. Which is all a, get along. Yes, which is which is a end result of a socialist experiment. But exactly. Well, well, maybe we won't dive into that too much. But um, that's a different. That's a different podcast. Yes, different different podcast for a different time. So but yeah, that's um, always been my number one goal. I'll say it time and time again. Yeah. If you're scrolling and you see something from me, I hope it. I hope it uh, kind of takes you away from the argumentative world for a little bit. You know what you should do for Halloween? You should do, you know that video of that that car commercial and the scenic, uh, that scenic uh, oh, don't, strip and dude, that thing jumps dude, out at you? PTSD. That dude. was, I remember <laughs> and that. you shit your pants when oh, you watched it for dude, the first time? I remember my friend showed me that when I was 10 years old. I don't, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Dude, that's. I hope everybody knows exactly. I think people our age. Everybody, know it. yeah. If you, if we could, maybe we could like pipe that music in when we go I don't to think edit that. We should. And and you hearing that music from that car commercial will trigger like ninety percent of the people listening. I to this. remember that car coming down the hill and <laughs> yeah. it's like making a little turn. Yeah, so and, and the caption says "Look for the ghost" or something yeah, like it's that. Going so you're like tree, super and I'm like, in tune oh, with man, it. Where'd that car go? And you get really close. And, oh. I remember ten years. I remember the exact spot where it was done to me. <laughs> Here's how I'll. I'll uh, the first time I saw this, my dad uh, downloaded it onto his um, Windows ninety eight PC nice. and uh, on dial up internet, and it took two hours because nice. he it's wanted to scare it. the shit out it was of me. Worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> two hours. Yeah. The whole video is probably like ten seconds. Yeah, yep. it takes two hours. Pretty much. So, you know, I've known you for quite a bit now, and one thing that I've always known about you, I, I really didn't know, like, the nitty-gritty details, but it, you you have, like, an, a fantastic, like, struggle-victory story, because you've, you've kind of had an uphill battle your whole life with your health. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's, always um, what's, always what's, fighting something, it seems. <laughs> so, what, what, <laughs> what are the... Never stops. So, what, what happened? Well, okay, so I was born, I'm not going to get into too great a detail, but I was born with some heart defects. And um, I spent the first, I think, six months of my life at U of M, and they put me all back together. Oh wow! And I say I was good probably till about three, four years old, and they were like, oh, "This kid's gonna have to be um, monitored probably the rest of his life, and he's gonna have to have a pacemaker as well." So I had a pacemaker when I was 
four years old. Wow. Do you still one. have it? I still, I okay. always will. Yep. Yep. Sitting right here, right by my heart. Oh, Hope wow. it doesn't leave you're, me you're because <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> but yeah. no, I try to keep a good positive attitude about it. And, you have to. Um, I think the, I think the toughest part of my life was probably around the middle school years. I had a lot of complications. I think I've had 11 heart surgeries now. And I'm, Holy smokes. I'm 27. Wow. But if we go back, the last one I had was when I was 19. Okay. So I had 11 in 19 years. Wow. So that whole middle part of my life was very disrupted. Yeah, <laughs> That's very, a very chaotic. S- soft term to use. It was very disruptive. And I went through a lot of things that a lot of kids don't see and shouldn't ever see um i basically i wouldn't say i grew up but there was spent very frequent time at helen devos children's hospital and there was a time in my life where i think i went oh man i was from the ages of like six years old to 12 years old i felt like i was there at least every other year getting some sort of major heart surgery and then um, I was doing pretty good for a while, and then I had to get pacemaker battery replaced when I was in high school because I kind of hit it in high school. I didn't want people to know. Um, I don't really know why, mm-hmm. and I still kind of hide it. You I, don't want to be different. Yeah, I don't want to be different, but I think people started to realize because I wasn't in sports. Yeah. Um, I always just said, eh, I have some health issues. I have health issues. And of course, yeah. kids want to know, like, well, well, what is it? What is it? I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to talk about it. But they're like, well, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> so. I All that I knew is that you had something wrong with your heart. Mm-hmm. And then you couldn't play sports because of that. Yeah. Also, you were a shrimp in high school. Yeah, so that, that is also true. I like, everybody's like, oh, man, it sucks. You couldn't play high school. I'm like, dude, I would have sucked at sports in high school. <laughs> Like, you got oh, you got an easy pass this, on that. You're missing this just grade A athlete <laughs> from heart defects. He's on the disabled list since he was six months old. And it's just such a loss, such a loss. That's out on hilarious. The field. No, I'm like five six, 130 pounds. Right. Like, yeah. They're like, dude, you could have played football. We would have been so good. I'm like, no, I would have died. <laughs> such a big loss. Such a big loss. Uh, no, I would have. Uh, no, I I do. I did play a little bit of baseball. Um, I loved playing baseball. I was never. Oh, Cool. Know, a real organized team but i always love getting together with friends and playing baseball yeah. and that would have been the safest sport for me to play mm-hmm. still wasn't medically cleared for it because of a any freak accident there's still contact in baseball i mean baseball can get a little rough yep um but you know i always kind of shied away from it and then cross country i don't have the stamina the stamina that um most i always am like oh it's because i have heart problems I, because i have heart problems yeah but I'm like, I'm like actually really out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> Heart problems, of course, yeah. play a role of it in it. They always will. But I could be in a lot better shape. Too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was that was really tough when I was growing up. I saw a lot of things that kids shouldn't see. Um, that was very um, disturbing is a strong word, but I saw some disturbing things. I went through a lot of uncomfortable and i was just a kid i mean no kid should go through that and it was weird because it was it, it's bad because it was so normal to me uh, i was like oh yeah i'm gonna like there, there was one point in in high school where i had a surgery over the weekend and i don't think people even really knew yeah it was like yeah i had i was like heart surgery or something i was like Psh, no big deal no big deal but it was so normal it was so normal to me growing up um i think like i said the ages like i don't it all is it doesn't seem real now. It's always a story I tell. Yeah. I guess that's a good thing because I've kind of gotten away from it. But it's always like, it always, I tell this story like I read it in a book once. Um, and there's a lot of details I'm keeping out because it's, like I said, I don't like yeah, to get into it too much. Sure. But um, it doesn't seem real, a lot of the stuff yeah. that happened. And it was so normal to me growing up. Um, doctor's appointments, surgeries, it was just something like, I did. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's weird to think about now. And I think, um, it didn't hit me until my mid twenties that I grew up very, very different and in a kind of messed up way. Like I wouldn't say messed up. It it is what it was, but like, it's not normal. Yeah. Like my life was not normal. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice that till the mid twenties. And I think that's kind of a sad thing because I just, I grew up with other kids that were in the hospital. I'm like, that's just what you do. Yeah. It's just basic health. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
in the mid you know mid twenties, I kind of I got out of the small city, came back to Grand Rapids, went to college, and I was like, "Wow, I'm the only one like this. I've never met. I've never ever met anyone that can even really relate." And I think that's also why I don't talk about it too much because I can't find any you know relation. Mm-hmm. Nobody's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that too. That sucked." I'm like, it's always like, "Oh wow." Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wow, yeah. that must have hurt. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. It's like but, I sprained my ankle once. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fell off my bike hard once. I'm like, yeah, dude, it was like the same thing. Yeah. Same uh, thing. Yeah, and if somebody tries to re- to relate something that they had going mm-hmm. on, it's almost like, come on, really? Well, yeah, that's where then I'm... Then you get into this, like, back well, and no, forth mine of... mine was worse. Mine yeah, was worse. and that's <laughs> really productive. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's something I talk about with my doctors and um, not... You know, not many other people because it's 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 not up to them to relate to it either. It's not their fault. Sure, it's it's something that is just so out of the ordinary. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely a struggle in that kind of mid. Um, I'd say like nine to fifteen was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having I had I think there's three years where I had heart surgery three years in a row. Wow. And like and like major heart surgeries yeah, too. Yeah. Like I mean, anytime any heart yeah, surgery is not major. A minor one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is just a baby heart surgery. This one, <laughs> this one won't hurt as bad. Yeah, but no, oh, there man. is there is definitely a, a big difference because when I was in um, senior year of high school, I had to get um, some work done there, and then that didn't work very well until they realized it was very health or unhealthy for me to live the way that I was living. And they're like, well, we're going to actually have to do a major surgery on you. And I believe I was freshman. It was the freshman year of college that summer. Uh And I had to have open heart surgery. Oh, wow. And I was 19. Jeez. So I'm like, well, this sucks. I mean, there's not much else you can say. Yeah. You can say a few other things, I guess. Yeah. But not going to say it on podcast. But Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, yeah, um, I just, I... I was accepted to North Central Community College, which I guess you just sign up. You don't really get. <laughs> I, I made it sound like a really big deal. Yeah, I got accepted, I got accepted to this to prestigious proceed. school. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> this academy. I, no, I like, signed up. Is what I did. I signed up for North Central Michigan yep. College, and I learned that I have to have heart surgery a week before classes start. Wow. I'm like, well, this this sucks, man. Mm-hmm. But I got to do it. Um, and I think. This is where, I guess I said like the mid-20s is where it hit me, but I think this is where it hit me because I was over 18 now. Yeah. And I was signing my own papers. Mm -hmm. And I remember that surgery. That one one was really bad because it was very invasive. I had to get a pacemaker out of my abdomen up into and put a new one up into my shoulder. They had to rewire it and had to crack open my sternum too. So I had it ripped through the abdomen up by the shoulder and down the center and breaking the sternum. Ow. Like snap, snap, breaking. Ow. And um, that sucked. Like, I don't yeah. know how else to put it. <laughs> God. It, it hurt. I remember I remember walking in there, and I was fine. I, it, wasn't, it was a surgery to protect me f- from future events. Yep. I was not, it was not an emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. I was fine. It was, I was planned. I was, I was walking. I was losing energy quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, it, it prevented something happening in, from 10 years from now which yep. is about now um and i feel great now so good. that's that is a good good part of all of this yeah um the happy ending <laughs> the hap- yeah i mean it's 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 hasn't ended yet though <laughs> right. i mean i'm gonna always deal with it mm-hmm. i remember walking into the hospital um walking to surgery i wasn't even on a cart and or a, a stretcher they call it. i guess a cart yeah. is not a very good term but a, a stretcher. <laughs> yeah yeah they just drove me in one of those go-karts <laughs> now a stretcher and they're like, all right, well, this is your room. I'm like, okay. So I got off the – oh, I don't even remember how it happened. It was so long ago. And my thoughts may not be clear because I was on something. Sure. But I was – I remember um, getting off the stretcher and walking to the room that I was going to have surgery. And I remember walking into the room, and all the surgeons were there, and all the lights, and there was my bed where I was going to have surgery. And I'm like, this is like out of a movie. Yeah. And I walk in and I lay down. That's weird. Typically, they knock you out and then bring you into well, the room. Well, I already room. had an IV in. Uh-huh. And I may be remembering this wrong. Like I said, I was 
yeah heavily morphined (laughs) (laughs) but i remember i i remember walking through the door i don't know if i got on a stretcher and then they transported me but i totally remember walking through the surgery door or the operation room door and i laid down on the bed and i remember them like they they strap your arms down and they strap your legs down Mm -hmm. so i'm like this is this is fun and then they hooked up my IV, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, well, you're going to go to sleep now, and we will see you on the other side. You and probably like, got to like seven. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I bet. I bet I can count down multiple times before I go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what I was on, but I was like so confident. Yeah. Like, I can fight them. Like, <laughs> why, would you, I, why would you want to? Or I don't know. It was just like. It was just like a fun going, thing for you. I'm, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down without a fight. Like, I'm going to go down with a That's fight. That's hilarious. Like, I'm going to go down. And. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, ten. Uh, n-. And I was out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I like I started to say nine, and I was out. Yeah. So I remember waking up in a, a different room, and um, didn't really know what was going on. Obviously, mm-hmm. thank God I didn't. And I had a breathing tube in. I mm. do remember that. And I was like. Just started talking with a breathing tube in, and they're like, "Uh, he's awake." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we might want to get that breathing tube out because I'm like chewing on the breathing tube, mm-hmm. and they're like, "All right, well, pull that out. That's fine." And then I was just so out of it. I think, I think one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had in my life was looking at the date on. They always keep like a whiteboard of what what day it is. Yeah. And I don't remember what time of year it was, but it was like, say, September. And I remember like waking up and then I closed my eyes and then it like the date changed. <laughs> I was like, so you were in and out of it. Oh, I, I yeah. had no idea. And so I was finally, this may all, like I said, this is from a heavily induced person. A lot so of, this, drug, lot of, lot of drugs going yeah. on here. Mm-hmm. So this could be all false. Yeah. So <laughs> from my perspective, man, that was days were switching yep and that was a very tough recovery too just because of all it was very invasive and i was i didn't miss i think eight days later i was in my first college class wow so i i came back pretty quickly jeez i just i don't like the broken sternum well they glued it back together it wasn't broken anymore oh okay (laughs) (laughs) oh no it was it was it was pretty rough yeah but i don't really want to do that again no don't um, I would want to might want to edit this one out. <laughs> but um I think the roughest part of that was the catheter. Yeah. The mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the first thing okay, so this is gonna be this will be good. Next morning I uh like, all right, well it's time to take your catheter out. And I'm like, what's the catheter? And um I'm like, well it's well actually go back and reverse this the day before i wake up i am in just my boxers and if you're if you have any surgery in the hospital you have to become very comfortable with being just out there yep in front of everyone mm-hmm. um naked maybe or boxers you just it just that's your life now yep and i did as every man does when they wake up i'm gonna reach down there and see if i got everything still <laughs> see if they took anything from me and my mom was standing right next to me while I did this, which was weird. But she's like, don't do that. I'm like, why? Uh, she's like, you have a catheter in. I'm like, what's a catheter? Like, what's a catheter? She's like, it's it's something that goes all the way up, you know, through you um, into your bladder. I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> you can't fit it. It's not. You can't fit a hose up there. I promise. And she's like, my mom's a nurse. So she's like, don't touch that. She, she's like, yeah, you're going to mess it up. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do what I want, mom. And <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way that's even possible. You're lying to me. And I checked, and I'm like, oh, yep, yep. There's a <laughs> tube all the way up there. Yep. And she's like, yeah, I told you. So then the next morning they come in to take it out. <laughs> I'm laying there. It's seven in the morning, and the doctor comes in. He's like, well, it's time to get your catheter out. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm ready for this thing. I don't, I don't like this tube up me, mm-hmm. obviously. And I'm like, well, it's also like, um, we have a couple nurses here that are training. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. And like, seriously, I think there was seven 
college age women oh my God. that come in and they're from like Grand Valley, they're yeah. from Ferris, you know, the surrounding colleges yep. and medical school. And I'm laying there naked. <laughs> I am terrified. Like suddenly all the drugs wore off. I hate every minute of this. And they're all of course extremely attractive. And they're like all there with their little clipboards. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh yep, yep. I'm like, what are you what are they yelping about? Like <laughs> Are they are they bashing me? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! And they're like, all right, well, you just got to do this. And they're like moving everything around. I'm naked, and they're like lifting things up. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to die. Like, <laughs> you got any and more of that like, morphine? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, they like get really close, and they're like, oh, yep, yep, that's how we did this. That's how we did this. And I'm like, I hate every minute of this. <laughs> I love every minute of this, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> Oh my God, that's and hilarious. they're like, well, watch how I do this. And so they have to, de- well, catheters work. They go inside your bladder and they inflate a balloon. So yep. it stays in there. So they're deflating the balloon. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, you ready? And I'm like, you're going to feel some pressure. I'm like, okay. And like all these, these girls are just around the bed. And I'm like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he starts pulling on it, and I swear I look down and it's like hand over hand, uh-huh. like white, like tubing coming out. Yeah, and that was a lot of tubing. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And it comes out, and it was extremely um, painful. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say painful, but very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then like the nurses are just like silent, and they're like, "Oh, yep, okay." <laughs> keep taking. They, notes. they keep taking. Like, what are you taking notes on, man? <laughs> Just pull the hose out my pee pee. Uh, like. Yeah, like, come on. And they're like, nice. And then they left. And I'm like, uh, this is the most unsatisfying experience of my life. Not how I pictured any of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst uh, that is the morning funny, I've had in that my life. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and they're like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm like, it was not nice to meet you. Like, I hated it. <laughs> but no, I was I was so, I mean, I was just out of high school. Yeah. I turned so red mm-hmm. from head oh, to toe. I believe it. And they could see head to toe, and I was very red <laughs> head to toe. Yep. And um, very embarrassing. I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty conservative person, and, you know, I'm, I wasn't one to um, be... You promiscuous know, promiscuous I, I was a pretty reserved person so for you know for this to happen to me um i was very embarrassed yeah but it was it's funny now it's very funny it's funny to everyone else yeah but to them like they see it every day like I, you gotta yeah i mean all the nurses that came in um it's weird now that i'm older because the nurses that come in are younger than me yeah and that is weird that is kind of so weird. you know that when i go into doctor's appointments every nurse is 22 23 um, well, that's when they first really start, you know, you're out of college or just out of college. And that's always very strange, but you got to realize like, you know, they see this every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal life to them. Yeah. Normal life. So anyway, moving on from the catheter story. Yeah, that's dude, hilarious. I, I don't know why I told you that. That was but, hilarious. Uh, that was good. That good was stuff. Good, good content. content for the, for the show. <laughs> that's for sure. I don't want to do it again for you. So okay. that was a one time. One, one take wonder right there. Right there. Yep. So, um, so moving on, what is the, what does the future hold for Datama, Datama Media? Future? Oh man, that is, I mean, I think it depends on the future of this, this virus really. Yeah. I mean, that's, I wouldn't put it all down to that, but I want, I want normal life to return. Me too. And that is, Me that too. is the biggest, um, it's about time. It is about time. I, I understand the precautions, but I mean, you gotta, we gotta move on sometime. Um, or at least have a plan to. Yep. And with that, I want to get more into the videography stuff. Um, I'm doing a lot more with the FPV drone world, and that's a lot of fun. Um, what is that? FPV drones um, are the kind of dr- they're called first person view drones. And what you do is you put goggles down over your head, so it's almost like VR, and they're designed to go much faster, much, much more acrobatic. Cinematic drones, um, you know, they go up and down very well, they go forward, backward. You can't do the flips and the spins. Yep. And it, it doesn't take a lot of skill to fly anything um, cinematic. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but anyone could pick up a drone like that. And that's that's the whole marketing concept is you can get a very awesome product and not have a lot of skill sure, and not hurt anyone. The FPV drone has a massive, um, a massive, uh, what's the word? 
learning curve. Yeah. Learning curve. And I've just, that's the one I've been bouncing off the cement a lot. And <laughs> if I can get good at that, I can separate myself. So that is, I guess, the future. Gotcha. I like, you know, I like to keep doing the websites, but the, it really depends. Like all the video production, all photography, all the web stuff, it is very dependent on what the outside world is wanting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a necessity. Yeah. I even though I want to be. Yeah. You will be. <laughs> but I didn't even talk about like, we can go back and edit this in, right? Yeah. But um, with all that health stuff, I really got into music because I wasn't um, wasn't able to play sports. Yeah. So that's where I picked up playing drums, and I play drums now for about 12 years, and I absolutely love You're that. You're very good at it, too, well, by you. the way. I, I enjoy it so much. I love music, and it's not it's not about me playing. I just always loved music, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like I always think of what my life would have been like if I didn't have these health issues, and that's a very weird thing to think about and doesn't do me any good to think about it because I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um but I almost, I, I believe I started playing music because of it, because I wasn't able to play sports yeah. and um, really pursue any of that. You know, it's good to see people play sports and play stuff they love for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But music is something I can you, take with you, me forever. I mean, football, like it, it can be such an obsessive thing for people who play football in mm-hmm. high school. But the, but the, the reality of it is if you're not good enough to play at a collegiate level, um, you, there's no there that's not it's not golf it's not racquetball it's not baseball it's not something that you can just play you know um, casually you know that's that's where music comes in yep my brother plays guitar he's an amazing guitarist and love playing drums i've been getting better and better and it's something i will do for the rest of my life with or without health issues yeah so that's kind of like i guess the the really tough side of the health issues is pretty obvious but trying to pick a positive out of it is it led you down a path that yeah, and it still does yeah and it still does even with the work that i do today i can't um do the heavy lifting i can't do the super manual jobs yeah um and it led me to you know being creative and like being like how am i going to succeed at life with this and you can't live inside of a box like that. You got to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Find a way out. Yeah. That's what I've always tried to do. Oh, that's guess, awesome, man. I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing, but it's kind of what led me to do all this. And I think that sparked a lot of anxiety in my life too. <laughs> um, always, you know, dealing with health issues is, you know, there's so many people that deal with anxiety, whether it's treated or not. Yep. Um, I think in my mid twenties, that's where I started to realize I have kind of an issue um, I didn't have a super normal life. My life was very uh, disrupted. I didn't. Um, yep. A lot of things I was worrying about were not normal things kid kids worry about, and a lot of things I worry about still are not normal things that people in their mid twenties worry about. A lot of health issues that people just honestly don't have. So that's where I found like peace doing the whole um, videography and, and I'm, I'm hoping people view that and if they deal with anxiety and hopefully it's a little break, like I was saying earlier, we kind of forget about that stuff. I forget about all that stuff when I'm out there doing it. So, well, we need a lot of, a lot more good Samaritan content editors out there <laughs> like yourself and content creators that, that are just in it for the, the love of what they do. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, Hey, you're making money with this. So that's, that that's helps good too. too. And it's, yeah. it's always, there's going to be tough times, but it's always good to hear people be like, Hey, I, I really liked that. Or yeah, that's with anything you do. Uh, whether it's playing drums or your nine to five job or flying a drone or creating whatever it's, it's, it's tough, but, um, you get the satisfaction of, you know, someone truly liking what you do, which is, is huge. That's worth more than money to me. I mean, I'll, there's be months where I'll make decent money and there'll be months where I don't. And that to me, I mean, obviously it matters. You need money to live, but more than money is is having people really appreciate what you do and that that's just such a massive confidence boost that's awesome man well i think that's a good note to end on yeah yeah i was happy yeah happy ending right there that was really good uh so if you haven't already go check out luke datama at datamamedia.com also on all social media platforms facebook instagram uh are you on the twitter no i'm not i'm personally yeah. on twitter but i am also on youtube as well youtube what's your youtube channel um, it would just be Datama Media. If you okay. search on YouTube, you search Datama Media on YouTube. Check out all those. Should be able to find a few videos on there. Absolutely, all that awesome drone content. 
And then uh, uh, if you're still here with us, you're one of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we want to invite you also to, uh, if you're subscribed on uh, the your preferred podcast channel right now, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Spreaker. I think we've got like three people that have listened on that. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> got to throw the Spreaker. Yeah, there. for sure. Uh, go ahead, give that a, a hit that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. Also, uh, if you've heard something in here that you think that might benefit somebody, uh, go ahead and share that with them as well. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, uh, any contributions to the Patreon account. By the way, I feel bad that I haven't said this, but um, right when we got this show started, we we had a very uh, very generous contribution from somebody on uh, my the Rakowski side of my family um, that uh, basically just said, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Um, you know, here's I, I know you're you're taking on a new endeavor, becoming." going into this new world and uh we got a very nice gift from him and he he wished to remain anonymous so i want to thank a uh, big big shout out to the anonymous remem- member of my family um that uh that provided us with that gift so uh that will be all for today and we hope that you have a great day thank you